you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. What up and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Are you mentally tough? It's a question I get a lot. Am I mentally tough? People reflecting on the fact as to whether or not they are mentally tough and how to be mentally tough. I mean, mental toughness is a term that's thrown around often. It's regularly associated with the positive attributes that help a person to deal with and overcome difficult situations. People often believe it has to do with how strong they are or how smart they are. And while those things may be a part of it, it would just be too easy if that was all of it. Check out this podcast episode, which was recording from one of my authentic conversations I did a few weeks back on mental toughness. I felt like I did a good job of laying out not only what it was from my perspective, but some ways in which you can adopt some of these practices to become more and more mentally tough. Hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Chat with you soon. All right. I think we're good. I think I'm good. I feel so derailed after I spilled my coffee. I literally have wet papers, really important pieces of papers that are sitting right over there and they're wet and they've got coffee on them and I really wanna fix them, but I don't wanna delay this any farther. I've got coffee on my desk still. It's like, ah, I just hate when that happens. Uh, inevitably it happens, right? You pull up to a meeting and you spill something on you right before, like on this white shirt. Could you imagine if I'd have spilled coffee? I'd be like shirtless right now and nobody wants that. So uh, thankfully that didn't happen. So I'm just gonna be thankful for that. I'm gonna stare at the coffee stain on my desk in front of me uh, for the moment. I'm gonna try to keep out of my mind the fact that there's coffee, wet paper over next to me. And we're gonna talk about being mentally tough because me, maybe part of, What's really important to remind myself of this morning is mental toughness is what's going to be necessary for me to not get distracted uh, by the fact that I spilled coffee. It seems so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just, it's hilarious. Um, anyway, uh, I, I did, I wanted to start off before I get into this, I just give you just a tiny little update on myself. I feel like we don't get to talk back and forth. There's a couple of you on there that we have some conversations uh, throughout the weeks, uh, but most of you, we don't. So I've had a pretty good week uh, overall. I've had some challenges, had a roller coaster of a day on Tuesday uh, personally. So that wasn't awesome. I earned a couple of new clients this week, which I'm pumped for. I lost a client this week. I was a little bit sad about that, but you just got to keep rolling and keep going. And so, um, I really hope that in the midst of all of this and really through this morning, uh, as I'm going to share or this afternoon for you East coasters, what I'm going to share today is going to really help you to kind of reframe some of the way you've been approaching the last nine weeks. I mean, we've been, um, kind of stuck at home and, um, uh, packed in here for nine weeks. Now it looks like for some of us, we've got quite a few weeks to go. And even once we're given the permission to go back out, some of us are going to continue working at home for a while. For others of you, uh, you work at home all the time anyway. And so um, you're just trying to figure out how to, how to continue to deal with that. So all that to say, uh, so let's talk this morning about mental toughness. I think it's super duper important. I'm going to click off one more thing that's just distracting me and I'm going to get going on mental toughness. Okay, so I had to put my phone on mute because it was driving me nuts. It was vibrating over here. Um, anyway, so, oh, let me answer that question right away. So uh, I just changed microphones. Hopefully it sounds good. Troy asked uh, in the chat, uh, what kind of microphone am I using? Uh, it's a Rode pod mic. I just picked it up. I have been using some Audio-Technica mics for my podcast, which I really dug. They're really awesome, super affordable. Uh, this thing was a little bit more expensive, but looks kind of cool, a little bit retro-y or I don't know, whatever. Uh, but hopefully it'll pick up the sound better as well. So anyway, that's your answer. Keep them coming. No answers too different off, uh, just fire away. Uh, okay, mental toughness. Uh, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm super fired up about this. This is just something I'm so, so passionate about. So 
Uh, we have probably heard in some way, shape, or form uh, uh, this idea of grit. And, and a lot of times, mental toughness and grit, um, they are uh, wrapped up into the same category. And as a matter of fact, there was a professor uh, at uh, UPenn, I think, uh, uh, named Angela Duckworth. She uh, went on uh, the TED stage a couple of years ago now and did a talk on her study on grit. And she wrote a book called Grit. And it was phenomenal. Uh, she was actually doing a study around uh, school-age kids is how she got into this. And then she went into the military and did some study there. And so she was the one that really got us going in this present age of mental toughness and this idea of grit. Um, and so it just, it's been something that's been talked about a little bit more often. One of the things that I love, and here's what I want you to hear, this should be an encouragement to every single one of us that has felt at one time or another that we weren't good enough to pursue something that we were passionate about. And then I'm going to give you some practical tips later on, but I want you to hear this. If you've ever been in a place where you feel as though you don't have the talent or the gift to get to where you want to go, I'm going to give you the freedom this morning by saying that I don't believe talent means that much. I actually, I'm not a huge on gifts and strengths as they relate to our capability or capacity to get somewhere or to achieve something. And a lot of scientific studies are now backing up that statement, not my statement, just that statement in general. And what they're actually saying is, is this idea of mental toughness and grit will far outperform gifts, talents, strengths. I mean, um, how often have you seen people that have had all the talent in the world only to throw it away? We've all seen it. Maybe we've seen it publicly, um, whether it was an athlete or an artist or a musician. We've seen that happen. But equally, we've probably seen that in our own lives. Maybe we've done that, where we've had some uh, some uh, insane talent for something, and for whatever reason, we just didn't pursue it. And so people will often say that you threw that away, right? You just kind of wasted your talent away. So that's one example of even when you're significantly talented in an area, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna perform or produce or achieve or succeed, right? Now flip it to the other side. I don't know how many of you that are listening to this or will watch this are college sports fans, and I don't have like one main team. It's probably because I live in Southern California and I will never be a USC fan. And so uh, I just never latched onto a local team. Uh, I was a Notre Dame fan, a football fan growing up because my dad was born in South Bend on the campus, and so I loved Notre Dame football growing up. Um, but I've always been really, really um, enamored by college sports. And here is why more than anything. Because if you watch college sports, particularly college football and college basketball, these are the two places that I see it most often. What you will notice is, is that they are playing, and this isn't a knock on professional sports, but they are traditionally playing with far more heart than people at the professional level. And it's because they are out there with grit and mental toughness and determination to prove to their teammates, to their conference, to the world, to the professional organizations looking at them that they deserve to be on the field playing and that they want to win. And as a matter of fact, what fascinates me more than anything is when we didn't even get to see it this year, but in March Madness, which is the, the final tournament uh, to determine the winner of all of college basketball, you see these crazy upsets happen where a number 16 team will beat a number two team, a number 50 something team will beat. you know, it's like these crazy differences. College football is the same way. We've seen top five and top 10 teams being defeated by unranked teams. Well, why? It's, be, it's not because of talent. 
anybody would say that on paper, those top ranked teams have far more talent, far more ability, far more capacity than those unranked teams. That's why they're ranked. That's why they perform as well as they do. But the reason that those underdogs are able to outperform them is because they show up with more mental toughness, more grit, more determination, and more heart to get the job done. That's why I love that demonstration of heart beats out talent far more often than we would like to believe. Just a really big intro. You can see I'm really excited about this. I just, I so am because this is what gives people the ability to just absolutely crush the things that they love and they're passionate about. So how about this? Have you ever seen or been around, or maybe you are this person, somebody that is annoyingly committed to their goal? Like this drives my wife nuts. Um, so I, when I get um, in a mindset to accomplish something, there are no gray areas. So like if we are on an eating challenge at the gym and we can't eat any sugar, I am like, I don't want to use the phrase I normally use, but I am just like so crazy set on not breaking that rule. As a matter of fact, I remember one time, so we were on this um, no carb challenge, which I would never do anymore. But years ago, we were on this no carb challenge. And um, so the whole gym was on it. We were about five days away from finishing and um, we were driving from Monterey uh, which is Northern, Northern California, down home to Southern California, which is about a seven and a half, eight hour drive. And so we left early in the morning. We had had breakfast. Uh, we made it all the way to the LA area in, in like five hours because uh, of traffic and everything else. And we were starving. So we drove through this in and out and uh, we pull in, the in and outs crazy busy. If you live in uh, California or where there's an in and out, you know, like drive throughs are just nuts. So they're super nuts. And so I order two um, double doubles protein style, plain, which means bun and lettuce. No sauce, no cheese, no bread. And you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Just, just go with me here. So, I, we order them, kind of look in the thing, it looks right. Um, we get back on the road and we're five minutes down the road and now we just want to get home. And so she breaks out her food, she's eating. I open mine up and they screwed my order up. Like they didn't have buns, but there, there was still dressing on them, which had carbohydrates in it. And as a matter of fact, there was cheese in them too, which I, I wasn't really that concerned about that. Uh, but the Thousand Island dressing, super fatty, but also had carbohydrates in it. And I'm like, I'm not eating it. And she's like, what's wrong with you? What do you mean you're not eating it? You're starving. We haven't eaten in like five and a half hours. And we've got four more hours to get home that night because traffic was going to be so bad. You just have to eat. And I'm like, I'm not eating. I'm committed to this goal. I'm absolutely annoyingly committed to it. And that's how I was. And so she despises me for that. Uh, my wife doesn't really despise me, but she, it just drives her nuts that I can get that committed to something that I'm willing to block out everything else if I'm really, really committed to it. That's the persistence that is required to truly achieve something. It's this idea, again, of mental toughness, of grit. I'm going to block out everything else, and I'm just going to keep in vision the thing that I really want to achieve. So. That may be you, that may not be you, but I wanna help us walk through uh, seven things, uh, and I wrote them down to make sure that I cover them this morning, because I can get so amped up on this, I could just talk about just this for the next 45 minutes. So, um, so let's just get right into it. I was gonna talk about some other things, but I don't wanna waste any more time. So here, here are some good things to consider as you are going to be um, uh, trying to build up or maybe for the first time um, possess mental toughness or grit. So what does that look like? So becoming mentally tough, that's the one I'm going to use more often, even though that and grit can obviously be interchanged. And again, by the way, I want you to hear this one more time before I say these things. Mental tough, mental, mental toughness, being mentally tough, trumps talent. Being mentally tough 
trumps physical strength. Being mentally tough trumps intelligence in a vast number of areas. I'm not saying those things are not important, but this gives us people that aren't the smartest, that aren't the strongest, that aren't the best, the freedom to pursue the things that we truly want out of life. And to be able to look at somebody that's next to us, that's smarter, stronger, whatever, and really believe that we can beat them. That's what these seven things should hope to accomplish for you. All right, so let's go. So number one, you're, you've heard me say this an absurd number of times. If, if you follow my content, if you've been on these authentic conversations for the last uh, eight weeks previous to this one being number nine, the number one thing to develop mental toughness is to make sure that you are only pursuing things that you're passionate about. Let me say that again. The number one way to develop mental toughness is to only pursue things you, you are passionate about. If you, like you can see like, when I'm talking about stuff like this, I'm just really excited. I'm not super passionate about mental toughness. I mean, I am. But what gets me amped up is knowing that there's people on the other side of this that are really excited to learn and grow and develop. And what I get super passionate about is just knowing that I can contribute to your growth, your development. There's a few of you that may ignore me, and that's fine. But for those of you that are resonating with my energy, with my desire to help you, you're going to grow. And that's what fires me up. And that's why I get passionate about coaching people and helping people. And that's why I am laser focused on doing this. I'm just passionate about it. I don't want to waste my time pursuing things that I'm not passionate about. And as a matter of fact, what I found all through my life, all 42 years of what I can remember, is that when I attempt to pursue things that I'm not passionate about, I will eventually just give up on them. Or if I do happen to make it to the end and achieve them, it just isn't really that fulfilling anyway. And I see this happen when people set goals. They wonder why it's so easy for them to just give up. It's because they're setting the wrong goals. They are not passionate about the things they are setting or they haven't connected their goal to their passion. Therefore, it's easy for them to be mentally weak. But when we really want something, when there's something out there that we really want to achieve, we're willing to fight super duper hard for it. And that's the beginning. That's the beginning of being mentally tough. So number one, as a reminder, is only actively pursue things that you are passionate about. Number two. The second thing I believe that's seriously important, significantly important to pursuing mental toughness, to building mental toughness, is to develop better self-awareness and social awareness. Let me unpack this one. So some of this overlaps with the first part of what I said about passion, um, but not completely. It's very interesting to me when, when people um, pursue goals, when they have dreams and desires. Um, uh, and, and then I, I dig into, like, uh, when I get uh, into consulting conversations, when people think that they want to hire me as a coach, um, or even in my early coaching calls, um, they're, they're telling me about the things that, you know, I want to I achieve this, or I want to pursue this. Um, and I ask them why, and they're not able to articulate why they want to pursue the things that they do. And so then I start asking them more about themselves, and what I end up finding out is they don't really know themselves that well. They haven't taken the time to study what really 
makes them tick. They haven't taken the time to understand what's going to derail them, what's going to frustrate them, what's going to be a, a, a potential roadblock later on down the line, how they're going to handle the roadblocks when they come up. And, and, and I've said this before, and I'll say this again, we need to focus only on the things that we can control. And so when we're in pursuit of something and we're making excuses, and I'll say, when we're making excuses as to why all these other things inhibited our ability to be able to get to where we want to go, I just flip it right back and say, you can't control those things, but what are you doing with what you can control, which is yourself, your actions, your attitudes, your words, and they're not, they're not able to break that down. They're not able to explain that to me because they don't know themselves very well. That's why we set ridiculous goals because we don't know ourselves. We've heard that it's really amazing to read 4,000 books in a year because all the leaders do. That's such a load of crap. You need to know yourself and understand. It took me a long time and a lot of squashing of my pride to realize that I'm not a good reader. And if I read a book, I need to go slow and pay attention, which means I can't read 40 books a year. I need to read 12 books a year. And for some of you, you're like, God, that's so weak-minded. Like, I don't care. That's what gets me to my goal. That's what gets me to grow and develop and to learn. And when you think of dieting, um, Everybody that is just on the train of whatever the, the latest fad diet is has very little self-awareness because you haven't examined whether or not that's truly good for you with your lifestyle, with your tendencies, with your desires. So you need to be in tune with what's important to you. That's the self-awareness side of building up mental toughness. You need to know and be honest with whether or not you're going to be able to achieve what it is you set out to achieve. And too many people, especially when they desire to perform at a high level, they set ridiculous goals because they sound awesome or because they inside think that they can really get there. Or they've even bought into like, well, if you just set a ridiculous goal and you get halfway there, then that's good. I'm telling you, that's not. That's not good. That's not a way to set goals. Yes, shoot high. Don't condemn yourself if you miss the mark. But if that's your process going into goal setting, you've already missed the mark. So you need to know yourself, understand your tendencies, know where you're going to balk, know where you're going to strive. Know yourself. But the other side of that is social awareness, right? That's understanding the people around you, how they're going to behave, how they're going to react. The more that, that uh, again, like this is just sports analogies work well here, the more that I'm able to read the other team and understand how they play and how they behave and how they act, the better off I'm going to be at building myself up in such a way to get to where I want to go. I made this reference a few times over the last couple of weeks because I've been watching it, but uh, The Last Dance, which is uh, Michael Jordan's basically biography, somewhat autobiography as he's talking during the episode that's been on ESPN, what was really interesting was um, when the Detroit Pistons in the uh, 90s um, were winning championships, they were an extremely physical team. And when Michael Jordan went to battle with the Detroit Pistons, Michael Jordan and the Bulls, went to battle with the Pistons the first time around, they thought, and he especially thought, that his talent was enough to beat out that team. What he ended up realizing was, was their physicality was far too difficult. And so he decided that he was going to put on weight. He was going to put on muscle. He was going to bulk up so he and the rest of his team could get more physical. But then he had people telling him that, well, if you do that, then that's going to affect your game. And he didn't care. He read the room. He understand other people and what he was going to be up against. And he was willing to reframe himself and commit to beating them at whatever cost was necessary in order for him to do that. They went on to win three in a row, win three in a row later on. Clearly, 
he had some good social awareness as well as self-awareness, Michael Jordan that is. But for us, when we're in pursuit of goals, we have all kinds of things coming at us that are uh, 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 knocking us down, that are um, challenging our ability to succeed and to achieve. And oftentimes, that, those are people that are close to us. It could be a boss, owner, coworker, spouse, friend. There's so many people that are around us that are barriers not even necessarily intentionally, but are barriers to us achieving the things that we want to achieve. And so in order to get through the hard times and fight and war, like think about a time like this. This is a great analogy right now. If you are not careful, you are gonna get sucked into the narrative of everybody else that is commiserating over the fact that they've been stuck in quarantine for nine months, or not, uh, nine weeks, nine months is what it feels like. Freudian slip. Um, and I get it. It's hard. It's not ideal. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am not going to let this quarantine destroy me. I'm not going to let this quarantine derail the pursuits of the things that I'm after. I am not going to let it wreck my mindset, tear down my heart and destroy my passions. I am going to persevere through it. And if there are other people out there that just don't have that same mindset in place, I need to decide what I'm gonna do with them. I'm either going to have to exclude them from my life, exclude them from certain conversations, have different types of conversations with them. But again, if I don't read them and understand who they are, I'm not gonna be able to approach that and I'm just gonna get blindsided when they throw something at me. So it's not just about being aware of ourself, it's also about being aware of the people and surroundings around us so we can better understand how we're gonna build up what it's gonna to take to get to where we wanna go. That's just number two. Number three, in order to, um, to build your mental toughness, to be mentally tough, you must always be learning. Um, you've gotta to continue to learn and grow and develop because uh, as soon as I believe you stop um, challenging your mind, uh, we're talking about mental toughness, but as soon as you stop challenging your mind, it, it begins to get stagnant and it almost uh, just relies on what it's already known as the proven factor. Like if I just keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to get to some new place. And we know that's not the case. It's like the, uh, if you keep doing what you've always done and you expect a different result, that's the definition of insanity, right? Like it's the same idea. What you need to do instead is you need to continue to be challenging your mind. You, you need to continue to be stretching your thoughts. So reading books that are challenging your mindset in the things that you're pursuing, that's a helpful thing to do. Attending seminars, when we can go back to live and in-person things, webinars, finding ways, again, to challenge your mind. And, and one thing personally that I found to be extremely beneficial in this regard is I would recommend that you try to regularly challenge the things that you believe most strongly in. Find ways to try and... Um, even if you don't end up changing your perspective, which it's great if you really believe something that you continue to stick with it. Even if you don't change your perspective, it's causing your, your mind to really fight and think within itself to ensure that whatever it is you believe is actually true. It's gonna build up that tenacity uh, inside your brain to think hard, to push through difficult things. Too often, we're just trying to make it really, really easy. And so by challenging our, our intelligence and continuing to grow and develop by learning more and more, um, we definitely uh, will, will, will develop more mental toughness. So that's important. At the same time, do not simply be a consumer. So when we talk about learning, I find this to be so fascinating. Um, there are certain circles I run in and people always show up. Large crowds, they're constantly listening to um, new information, innovative ways, changes, opportunities, the way everybody else is doing it. And then they go back and do the same damn 
thing they've always done. That's just because they're just a consumer. All they're doing is consuming information for the sake of consumption and maybe waving the flag that they're learning, but they're not because they're not applying it. Learning is not just about taking information in. It's about the application of what it is you're learning. Even again, when you're learning things that you're disagreeing with, how will you apply that disagreement to the things that you're pursuing? How is it going to change your perspective or reinforce your perspective to push you towards the goals that you want to achieve? So it's super duper important that we continue to learn, but doing so in the right manner. Also, it's important that you find the ways that you learn best. So I said earlier, like, I need to read slowly if I'm going to read. If I'm going to listen to Audible, like audiobooks on Audible, I have a subscription. Um, I need to, I only can consume story type of books there, not um, fiction books. Uh, but uh, uh, even when I'm reading business books, when I'm reading self-development books, they need to be in story format in order for me to be able to capture and retain that uh, via audio. Um, if I'm going to read something technical, I have to read it uh, either in hard copy or on Kindle uh, because that's the only way I'm going to retain the information. So you've got to know yourself. You've got to know what you, um, how you're going to learn best. And, and, and to that point too, like if you're just coming on a webinar and you're being distracted by other things, if you're on your cell phone right now, which I know at least one of you is, um, you're not learning. And maybe it's because I'm boring. And, and if I'm boring you, then just log off. Don't waste your time. It's not worth it. If you really want to learn, then be in tune. And for me, I need to take notes. Like I have to handwrite notes when I'm watching or listening. If I'm typing notes, um, that's not good for me. And if I don't take notes at all, I forgot almost everything by the time they're even done talking, no matter how good they are. I may be excited and amped up, but I'm just not retaining it. So as you continue to learn, develop, and grow, that goes all the way back to your self-awareness, understanding how to do that. But that learning will help you to grow in your ability to be mentally tough, to be gritty to fight through what it is you need to fight through in order to get to where you want to go. Number four. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm only on number four. I think these last ones are going to go a little bit quicker. Number four, you must expect adversity. I am fascinated by the number of people that think that they can well calculate their way to achievement. It's just mind-blowing to me. I used to sit all the time with the salespeople uh, and they would bring a goal, their, their goals to me for the year. And I would say like, well, what about this? Well, what happens if this happens? Well, what about, well, how no, 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 don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it, I'll get through it. Like you're not even planning for that stuff or going into a sales presentation and people don't expect to be told no. Like that's mind blowing to me. That's almost like the default response of every buyer in this world. You've got to be prepared for adversity. You've got to be prepared for the days when you're on a fitness kick and you're just trying to get stronger. Uh, and so you have a habit of getting up every single day and going to work out. You have got to expect that there is going to be adversity, that you're going to miss an alarm, that you're going to be too tired, that you're going to go out the night before and not get enough sleep, that your partner wants you to stay in bed in the morning. Maybe that's not such a bad thing, but you have to expect that you're gonna face barriers. And if you consider them ahead of time and plan for the possibility, you have a far greater chance to power through and fight through that when the adversity comes. And again, now is a perfect example. I mean, nobody, nobody, I don't care if people say, I watched a Bill Gates TED Talk and he said, nobody expected us to be in the challenge that we're in in 2020. Nobody forecasted goals for this. But if you set up the beginning of your year in order to have your best year ever, and the way that was going to happen by every single thing in your plan going perfectly according to plan, you missed. Yes, you're going to probably miss your goal. But you also missed setting that goal in the first place. 
you need to really think deeply about what's going what's gonna to come up and how you're going to overcome that. How are you going to deal with yourself when you're six weeks into a fitness challenge and you're not on track and you tell yourself you're fat or you don't look good? How are you going to deal with that? Prepare ahead of time. That, that is just such a crucial, crucial thing that people miss. This is for business. This is for fitness. This is for life in general. It's hilarious to me when I hear my 18-year-old daughter talk about being married by 25 and having kids the next year and, you know, da 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 da, -da like all these plans. And it's like, it's cute. It's really cute. No one's going to touch my daughter. No, but it's hilarious to me because um, she's, she's really not expecting any adversity, even though she's gone through plenty of it already in life. I mean, she hasn't thought about whether or not she's going to meet that person, whether they're really going to be able to get to the place of getting married. If some sickness or disease totally derails that pursuit, or maybe she gets married and then she or her husband aren't able to have kids, then what? What do you do when everything around you seems to be completely against you? Preparing ahead, time, ahead of time and being mentally tough will help you to get through it. That doesn't mean it's not going to be hard or it's not going to hurt or it's not going to just absolutely suck. But it means you're going to be ready and you're going to be prepared because you built up a mindset that will be able to persevere and see good even in the midst of the bad. Number five is really just a reflection. I just put it here because I want to remind you of number one. Um, but number five is to set your sights. So remember earlier at the beginning when I said, get really passionate. So now it's time as you're thinking about what you want to achieve. Now's the time for you to set your sights on it. I'm super excited. I'm super passionate. I'm going to do whatever it takes on day one. And I'm going to look my goal in the face or I'm going to look that thing that I want to pursue more than anything. I'm just going to be fixated on that with blinders on. And I am not going to unlock from that. I don't care what you say or what you do or how this goes or what the world around me says. I am fixated on getting to where I want to go. Set your sights. Don't let things distract you. If you were truly passionate about it in the beginning, you will overcome whatever it is that stands in your way and you will get to where you want to go. Number six, in order to become mentally tough and to achieve whatever it is you set out to achieve, to overcome whatever it is you set out to overcome, you must practice often. You must be regularly practicing whatever it is you are pursuing. You wanna be an amazing speaker? You should be taking reps all the time. You wanna be a great spouse? Make every attempt to practice that, to, to, to communicate and to act in such a way as though you are that great spouse. Get better at the things that you're deficient in. If somebody tells you that you're not a great communicator, practice, learn, take that in, study it, and then find ways to practice it. In the mirror, recording a video, um, just recording audio clips, whatever it may be, have more and more conversations with people, ask for their feedback, practice. If you want to get better at something, you've got to practice. That is far undervalued in society today, outside of maybe sport. With sport, we, we get for the most part that we need to practice. But for some reason, outside of that, we don't do a lot of practice. And it just blows me away. Like, how are you going to get better unless you're practicing it? And the answer is, well, I'll just do it when it comes. It's too late. If you're trying to be a great leader, 
And the way that you're going to do that is by getting in front of your team of people and making attempts at it. That's probably not the best idea. Like you can do some real world scenarios, but that shouldn't be all. Continue to practice, get your reps in, understand what it is you're trying to pursue, all the areas it's going to take in order for you to get there, and then practice those things. It's like me in the gym. I have a lot of deficiencies in the gym with specific movements. It's not just about doing the movement. It's about practicing and breaking down all the mechanics to get to the place where I can complete that entire complex movement as best as possible. Like nobody would sign up to do a Ironman having never swam before. You practice, you get good at it, or at least you just, you, you, you're good enough that you won't drown. But we practice, and the more we practice, here's what's great. The more we practice, the more we reinforce in our brain the ability to get the things done that we're trying to get done. That develops that mental toughness because we begin to convince ourselves that we can do it. I have this saying where I say, and I heard this from somebody else, I just, I'm repeating it, but a confidence to me is knowing your best is good enough. Confidence is knowing your best is good enough. Well, we build up that confidence in practice by developing that, 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 um, that skill set, by developing that behavior, whatever that may be. The more we practice, the more we will get good. We will have more confidence to, to step into the situation, to endure adversity, to overcome it, and ultimately to achieve it. So practice. And finally, and this uh, has been supported all along the way in, in some of the things I said. But number seven, if you want to build and develop mental toughness, grit, you've got to be consistent. Again, like we, we far too often rely on just um, toughing things out in the sense of like, I'll just, I'll just grunt through it. I'll just, um, I, don't, I don't know how to properly lift that heavy item. I'll just figure it out until you throw your back out. Or um, I don't know how to run a business, but I'm just going to throw myself into it and, and just figure it out. Like, it's not about just jumping into a situation. And then oftentimes, and I said this, I think, in week six or something, uh, but you've heard me say many times, I'm sure, I, I always say motivation sucks. Like I don't like motivation and particularly the external kind. And, and, and this is what you can do instead. <clears throat> instead of getting super lit up, getting super excited and being really motivated about the thing that you're trying to pursue, which is what almost everybody does, why not just focus on being consistent about it? doing the best you can every single day to make progress towards achieving the things that you want to achieve. I think it was last week I said, this is why it's important to focus on and celebrate small wins because celebrating small wins breeds consistency because when I can make a little bit of progress, I feel good about that. And so I can make a little bit more progress and then I can make a little bit more progress and then I can make a little bit more progress and it begins to build. And even if I take a couple of steps back in the middle of that, my consistency has now been built up. And what I have instead of a motivation train is just a discipline of executing on habits. And that's what's gonna win 99.9% .9 of the time. Habits will trump motivation, good habits. And so again, consistency is habits. Habits are consistency. Build that repetition, build that rhythm. Be consistent about the things that you're trying to pursue. Because again, if you continue to practice that over and over again in your actions, in your language, you will be far more apt to just get that real train moving. And nobody will be able to stop that freight train once it gets going. This goes back to the idea of, you know, when, when we start off uh, on, on a mission 
and we're really hopped up about something. There's this honeymoon phase that could be a couple of days or a couple of weeks. <clears throat> that fades out, and then we get into this really funky lull. And so what we do when we're in the lull is we try and just re-excite ourselves. I listen to some idiot like me, or I, I don't know, like you just try and get really amped up about the thing that had you amped up before. Maybe you go back and you listen to your favorite uh, uh, pep talk, and that's going to get you going again. But it's just like a start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. When in reality, if when we go into it, even when we're really motivated in the beginning, if we go into it with a desire to practice consistent habits, focusing on and rewarding the small ones, we have a far better chance to sustain that for a long period of time. And that's what we're all after. Yes, I know it feels good to get the quick big win. I know that you, know, you really, really want to achieve that income goal, that weight goal, that strength goal, that life goal this year. And coronavirus or not, I frankly don't even care. Don't have such a short, narrow view. Look long-term, but you don't have to set goals for the long-term. What you need to do is focus on who do I want to become? What do I want to be later on in life? And then build habits and build disciplines that will help you get there. The more that you ingrain that into yourself, the more you will fight off the liar in here and the ones out there that are telling you that you can't do it. And that to me is what it means to be mentally tough above all else. The most mentally tough people in the world to me are the people that are just consistent. They're almost unbreakable. Like when we read stories of, you know, some of these Navy SEALs or a guy like David Goggins, um, who's wrote a wonderful book, told many amazing stories about, you know, his life and his pursuits and persistence. Um, what we recognize is, is while the, the big moment of, uh, of achievement or overcoming is always celebrated, but what they talk about is the consistency that they built to get there. And that's what allowed them to develop that grit. It's just who I am. It's just what I do. It's just how I think. It's just what I say. And when we can focus on those things, we will develop this proverbial thick skin inside our mind to protect us from falling victim to what so many people fall victim to, which is they just get broken down and they stop pursuing. So again, just as a quick reminder as I wrap up, you've got to start with passion. In order to build mental toughness, to maintain that and to keep that going, you've got to build, you've got to start from passion develop self and social awareness along the way from the get-go and as you continue on, become a learner and really learn the things that will be most valuable to you and that you can apply, expect adversity along the way, set your sights on the thing that you want to pursue and put blinders on to everything else out there, practice often and be consistent. So that are, those are the reminders for me that I'm reminding myself of, I appreciate Melanie just uh, jumped into the Q&A and said, you know, we needed this talk before the lockdown started. I get that. But here's what I want to say, Melanie, to you, to everybody else that's on this right now, and to anybody else that will listen, I'm going to purposely clip this specific piece out later on uh, with my, uh, with my uh, creative editor. And I want you to hear this, okay? This ain't our first rodeo. Yes, this is the first time for the mass majority of us that we are on lockdown, that we are in the midst of a global pandemic that is preventing us from doing many of the things that we want to do. It's the first time that we've seen people die uh, to the degree that we have and seen people get sick to the degree that we have. That's absolutely true. But this is not the first time that you or I have faced adversity. And as a matter of fact, as devastating as this is globally, this isn't the worst thing that's happened to me. Like I watched a friend die right next to me. 
And I want to say that that's the worst thing that's going to ever happen to me, but there's no guarantee to that. And so the next bit of adversity is coming. It's already being planned out. It's already being set in front of you. Because people don't want you to win. They don't want you to live your best life. As much as people say, you should live your best life. People are trying to crush you because there are people that have a crap mindset and they're constantly trying to destroy the people that really want to get out there to be the best they can and to serve other people around them. You are going to lose money. You are going to lose business. You may get sick. There's a lot of things that probably will happen to you or somebody really close to you. And we need these reminders. I need these reminders one through seven on a regular basis. All I want to do is pursue what I'm passionate about. I want to continue to focus on it. I want to fight against trying to get distracted from that. And I'm going to do everything that I can to achieve it. And along the way, if I don't, I'm convinced that my best was good enough. And then I don't care whether I achieve it or not. So please hear me when I say, we are in an unprecedented time. And my heart bleeds for people that are being devastated. But this ain't it. We need to prepare for the rest of our lives. The thing that's inside of your head telling you you're not good enough right now is far worse of an enemy than anything this world could possibly throw at you. And so being mentally tough begins there. It begins with fighting what's ever inside your own head. And then it's taking that and bringing that externally to then attack whatever it is that you want to attack outside in this world. I believe that if you focus from within, that you can achieve far more than what you believe you can. Can you achieve everything you think possible? I don't know. But frankly, I don't care. I think that we, when we get into this mindset and we live the life of pursuing that which we're most passionate about, that becomes far more fulfilling than actually achieving anything that we could possibly achieve. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening to me get fired up and rant, bumble through spilled coffee in the beginning. Super appreciate you. I'll send a follow-up uh, with this video. If you want to go watch it later, it'll be on YouTube. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, I'm looking for more thoughts and ideas around Authentic Conversations 10, 11, 12, like I ain't going to stop. I just got a whole lot to say. A lot of people got things that they want to hear. And so I'm just going to continue to do my best to serve you the very best that I can. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a great Friday. Go have an awesome cocktail. If you drink, if you don't drink, have a mocktail. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks guys so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.